Get great car cover at a great price, plus 30 euro in rewards. Search Super Value Insurance now. 30 euro in rewards includes two 10 euro of 40 euro spend vouchers and 10 euro of real rewards points. This car insurance is underwritten by AXA Insurance DAC. Super Value Financial Services DAC trading as Super Value Insurance is regulated by the Central Bank of Ireland. everybody it is friday once again it's pounced on us like a tiger from the shadows from behind a tree that you frequent that was definitely scheduled and is on the calendar from <laughs> decades ago uh everyone could see coming it wasn't a very well camouflaged tiger the tiger's actually just in a in like a completely white room um but it thinks that it's That's exactly right and yet yeah. you find yourself turning around looking at the calendar and going oh my goodness it's friday I completely forgot about that. I mean, I spend most of my week going, when's Friday? When is it? Why isn't it now? Actually, that's not true anymore because I'm freelance. So. Friday mornings suck though. Like, it's it's when's, when's knockoff time at Friday for me. Like, <laughs> you, have, yeah. you have a countdown to Friday? I do. Do you have a regular I do. I'm a corporate shell. I have a nine to five Monday to Friday plus all my other side projects. That yes. lovely voice belongs to... Liz Best. The person you spoke first about tigers and Fridays. Andy Shostler, hello. I'm Zancy Weber and we've got another different guest. It's also... It's Alex Smith, hello. He's a musician. Thank you. And a podcaster. I am. I mean, that's, you don't have to thank me for telling the truth. Well, I just like the people talking about me. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> and I'm being the-, the token female because Jean is not here. Yes. While we're on the subject, is it an office environment that trains you towards this thinking of Monday suck and Fridays are great? Uh, yes, definitely. Because it, like, I find even Mondays ruin Sundays for me because Saturday, like there needs to be a three-day weekend. Don't even get me started. But <laughs> Saturdays kind of is the decompressing day. And then Sunday's the doing stuff day, but you also know you have the spectre of Monday like leering over you like an evil... Disney villain with hands outstretched ready to grab you so you feel like you've got to do all this stuff on Sunday so you don't really get a day off you've got a decompressed day and a a panic day day and a recompressed day (laughs) but yeah like it is it is I spent like Wednesdays Tuesday's the worst because it's not the middle of the week it's just like Tuesday's still climbing uphill exactly exactly like Monday you can kind of go oh a little bit fresh you can get a few things done Tuesday's the worst I think for me Mm. See corporate chill, bad. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just the like. It's not so much that you're working; it's just that the the you you can't escape that kind of job. Like you have to be there on Monday, and you have to be there till Friday, and therefore that that rhythm gets embedded in you. But yeah. can I say, as someone who has also done shift work, um, extensive amounts of shift work in the media, I longed for the days when I would have a nine to five. So as much as I bitch about it now, it's better than having your internal clock so messed up that one week you're doing an 11 p.m. till a 7 a.m. And then a couple of days later, you're doing a midday till 7 p.m. And it's just, you know, you're always working when all your friends are doing stuff. Like at least I am now in solidarity with most of the population (laughs) going, oh, how shit's Monday, rather than going... Monday's my Saturday. Anyone want to hang out with me? No, you're all busy. Okay, sorry, bye. Well, I stopped when I changed careers involuntarily, but 
there we are. It is, yes. it is what it is. Same. Uh, <laughs> I stopped having a regular schedule. Uh, and I have to say, I find that incredibly freeing. Like, not, not having work described as the time between nine to five. Now yeah. the job is the job. And when the job is done... I'm done, and that can well see that's that can good. happen early. That it can happen late. It's just whenever it's done, that's when I'm finished. Yeah, and with shift work, you have to finish the shift, so it's yeah. the the hours and the time. So I guess that's a different good way to to look at things. I found, yeah, working public holidays and and working crazy hours just made me long for the nine to five because this is the first job where I also haven't had um, overtime. So you clock off at the time you clock off. And if you can't clock off at the time you clock off, the second it ticks over, you start rucking up flex time that you yeah, can yeah. use at any other time to leave. Thank you, university job. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, I've got 10 hours of flex. It's midday. I'm going to go home. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Actually, no, that was my boss would let me because I had a good boss, but she's leaving now, so I don't know oh. what's coming. Goodbye, uh, boss. Get ready for the bureaucracy and <laughs> submissions and approvals all over again. Blah. If you're not familiar with the show, Glass of Wine, what we do is we drink wine and then complain about stuff. Yes. Or we complain about stuff and then drink wine and then complain about stuff like today's episode. We really like complaining about stuff. <laughs> complaints and wine are the staples of the show, yeah. that's for this sure. That's why I'm a regular guest. <laughs> this is my life. We have a wine. Courtesy of our friends at Good Pair Days. Good Pair Days. Oh, hooray. Hey, I'm filling in for Gina. <laughs> Goodpairdays.com. Uh, Check out their website. They are a wine subscription service. Uh, you take their palate quiz. They will recommend you uh, wines based on your based on your tastes and your, and your interests. You're under no obligation to take the recommendations, of course, but I suggest you do because they often suggest quite, uh, quite remarkable wines that you would... Yeah, well, ones that you wouldn't... Wouldn't normally try yourself. Yeah. And they have a lot of international wines that you probably haven't seen before in your local bottle shop. And today's is an international wine. It's a rosé uh, from South Africa, Durbanville. Ah, South African. The, uh, the estate is de Grendel. They've only been around for 20 years, but the owners did spend some time touring around other vineyards to uh, collect all their information. Ooh. And they're grapes. They're grapey <laughs> secrets. <laughs> this one smells very sweet, very yes. strawberry. Mm. Um, it, what does what does everybody like think? Jam. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Just a quick note on Good Pair Days. Check them out. Uh, use our code at checkout glass of wine W H I N E for twenty five dollars off your first order. And if you are so bold, add in a fourth bottle or more into your order, and they will ship you the lot. Uh, sans any shipping costs. Double bonus. <laughs> Double bonus. Get them bottles, get that wine. Get them <laughs> bottles, get that wine. That's how it goes. <laughs> it does. I mean, we had a Chardonnay last week that I would say smells exactly like this one. Oh, this is very different to you Chardonnay. You think so? Yeah. This, Chardonnay was very kind of soft and, and lemony. This tastes completely different to how it smells. Yeah. Completely different. I, uh,. My, I've eaten a bunch of Starburst beforehand. I know. I, I think I've ruined my palate by eating a Starburst before this. But and I'm, I'm drinking out of the same glass. I used, so like, I, I, write me off for this one, boys. To me, the, the smell is very, as Liz said, very jammy, like very sweet and berry. Mm. Um, I would even like say strawberry. Mm. But the taste is, it is, it is sweet, but on the aftertaste has a very strong tang in the, on the back of the tongue. Yes. I would say exactly the opposite. Hmm. That the smell is tangy and the taste is jammy and thick. No way. Yeah. The taste is tangy as. 
Maybe you've been eating yeah. Starburst. <laughs> maybe it's my lack of Starburst. Well, I, I haven't had any Starburst either. <laughs> Well, maybe I'm kick. having a stroke. It's the it's the it's the <laughs> after kick where I just go. Mm, mm, mm. It is a bit dry. Yeah, I find that it's it's quite bitter on the way in, and then it has kind of a cheese aftertaste. You maybe, and your cheese. Yeah. Maybe my tongue's fucked. Maybe you just think everything <laughs> tastes like cheese. <laughs> I well, don't it's uh, that's not some nice sound. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> the tasting notes do say that it's uh, super floral. With plenty of red fruits, yeah. um, starting with strawberry and cranberry, so that's where the strawberry. bitterness might come in. And the jam, jam. <laughs> then a more of a grapefruity taste. Then raspberry jelly beans and ripe plum. Jelly Is beans. We're beans. on it with the Starburst. Hey. Raspberry jelly bean. I don't get. That's I what we get should pair it with. Starburst. <laughs> I definitely get the grapefruit. Uh, well, yeah. When you drink it, yeah. They do mention a tang, which I don't taste. I, I may mm. just be interpreting that as the dryness. Yes. Um, yeah. But it's very, it's very nice. It's very refreshing. It certainly it, drink but a, it, it a is of one that. of those wines that smells completely different than mm. what it tastes. I don't find either of them very objectionable, mm. so I, I kind of I like I quite like this wine. I well, like the smell better than the taste. This is this is it's it's not a bad wine. It's just mm. not a lids wine. I don't think. Well, what foods might you use to drown out this? Awful tasting wine in your it opinion. It does not taste <laughs> awful. It tastes fine and I would drink it. I just wouldn't order it. This regrettable wine. Uh, <laughs> what foods? Let me, hold on, let me. I would pair it with like a light curry, I think. Okay. Yeah. Ooh. Again, probably also with like cheese and charcuterie, but yeah, I th- uh, drinking this, I, I kind of wanted a, a, probably, yeah, a light Indian curry. Yeah. I feel like some kind of... See, because it's got the tang in it, I'd want to offset that with something creamy. Yeah, I'm feeling um, So some kind of like cheesy pasta or some kind of like Alfredo-y creamy something. Mm. All right. Or yeah, cheese. Like a cream Just of cheese. mushroom soup. Well, I can tell you, you are all wrong. <gasps> I'm always wrong. Except for Zane. What? And the- you missed your opportunity because they- Damn it, I was going to do it. Their first suggestion is a charcuterie plate. <laughs> <laughs> Last week I said every time I go to say charcuterie first and then I don't because I feel like I'll sound like a wanker because everything goes with charcuterie. And last time I was on, I said charcuterie and it wasn't. And this time I was going to say charcuterie, but I was like, I didn't want to repeat the mistakes of the past. I did say cheese, to be fair. You did, yeah. What's charcuterie? <laughs> it's like a little the charcuterie platter with like like meats and cheeses and gravy. Right. And pesto. Yeah. Mm. yeah. They suggest a charcuterie, but really any uh, grilled or barbecued meats would go well, rather well, and Indian curries. Oh. Uh, something, wow. something spicy would go oh my goodness. rather well. Well, do- that's like. I am learning. It's only been a year and a half. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is uh, the rose from De Grendel. It is surprisingly refreshing. I mm. rather like it. Mm. And it's dry for. Lovers of dry rosés. Yeah, I'm not. A, I don't tend to. I don't tend towards. Like, I don't like anything that's too fruity or too dry. So this being fruity and dry is not my favourite. Mm, mm. But, but it isn't sweet. No, and it's, that's it's what it's more dry, which yeah. is my least favourite. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to put that in my recommendations, if I were to put that like when I went and reviewed on Good Pair Days, then they would not recommend me wine such yeah, as this absolutely. in the future. Yeah. Perhaps. Perhaps. Or you may be surprised. I never thought I would enjoy a Merlot, but that was, in fact, the first suggestion that they put to me was a Merlot. Mm. And uh, I, was, Honestly, I, was, I was blown away. I don't so normally have. Andy. I don't normally have Pinot Noirs. And then I remember one time I guessed it on here and there was a Pinot Noir and it was so frigging good. I looked everywhere to be able to find it. And you can't find it in stores. You can only get it through Good Pair Days. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so, how they get you. Oh, that is how they get you. <laughs> they do have a good selection. They got me good. And this one is quite young. It's a 2019 vintage. 
but they say that it can sell for up to two years. So it wouldn't even be that old when it's yeah, it, it's very its smooth for a young wine. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. They really know what they're doing in South Africa. South Africa. At De Grendel. De Grendel. So, De Grendel. The wine. Where are we drinking it? Tasted. We're not. No, we're, we're okay, moving on. We're moving on. We're not talking about it. Because we, I, I, I sense that at the table we have a lot of complaining to do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Being that we've already started before we started the why. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I'm going to take the complaining lead today because, guys, I've got so much to complain about. But this week, it's special because this week, look, I've been very happily single for two years, very happily. And I started to think this week that I might like to try – finding a person again. Ooh. Congratulations. Um, mostly because I just like the idea of a person. But, and here's where the complaints come in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't have the energy <laughs> to put myself back in the dating cesspool mm. in order to find a person. Because j- it's cesspool. Because cesspool. Mm. Because I feel like dating in your 30s, and this has been said a lot, but dating in your 30s is like rifling through the garbage dump to find the least broken bit of salvageable something. <laughs> and I'm included in that. I'm hella broken. Like <laughs> but I and look, it's mostly that it takes so I just have these flashbacks from when I did really want to find somebody and was desperate to date somebody and I was on Tinder and all the dating apps and I just Mentally and mental health wise, it's damaging. Mm, mm-hmm. It's damaging because it's really hard to find somebody who not only wants what you want in life, is at the same life stage as you are, doesn't say something horrendously offensive in the first <laughs> five minutes that you're talking to them, and doesn't basically isn't a narcissist who wants to get their own fill of your of the ego boost that you provide before discarding you for somebody else that they can move on and do the same thing to i mean that's 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 the apps i think um well this is why i refuse to app i refuse but then this week i was like am i at a point where I can steal myself and go back on them. And I really don't know because also I'm fragile as fuck Mm. most of the time. But how else do people meet people these days? Because I'm also a person who has no energy, so I don't want to go to bars (laughs) and I don't want to date somebody who would go to bars because I don't have the energy to go to bars. (laughs) Don't you do things outside of work though? Do you socialise in any way? You know, I mean, I do shows, I perform, okay. I do podcasting. Um, I will occasionally go out to a restaurant. But then there's this this, this fear as well that um, – and I don't want to sound – get ready for your hate mail. I don't want to <laughs> sound anti-Me Too because I'm not. I'm very much for Me Too. But there is a fear among a lot of both nice and not-so-nice men of approaching women anymore. Um, sure. And I because, don't – Because this – the, the standard of what is allowed has changed and they aren't aware of what it has changed. Yeah, they to, don't know yeah. where that benchmark yeah. is. So I think there's a lot of – I've spoken to a lot of guys I know who are genuinely good guys who are anxious about whether they can even try and pick somebody up or catch somebody's attention in real life anymore. And I'd say if you're a narcissistic fuckwit, no, you can't. <laughs> But if you're genuinely a good guy, but not a good guy who says they're a good guy, because good guys who say they're good guys are not good guys. If Liz, you have to say it, it's not true, Liz, yes. Liz, my very good friend, Liz. <laughs> yes, same. Do you think narcissistic fuckwits who shouldn't uh, try and pick 
women up. Do you think that they know that they're narcissistic fuckwicks who shouldn't try and pick women up? No, they think they're God's <laughs> gift. Yeah, okay. All right, that's fine. That's, that's because <laughs> they're, they're, they're just like, hey, baby, like, you know, I'm a good guy. Date me. And then you're like, you don't seem like a good guy because you practically have your penis out right in front of me. And they're like, hey, man, don't be offensive. I was just trying to be nice to you because I thought you might <laughs> want some dick. Like, you know, that. She's just trying to save so you some much. time. I hate dating so much. Yeah. But I, would be, I just had this thought midweek where I was driving home to my house and I was just like, it would be really nice to be driving home to a boyfriend's house to see somebody tonight. Mm. And I haven't had that thought in two years. Well, so, what about like not purposefully looking for someone but going on like quasi-dating activities? Like maybe partnered dance classes. I did try that. Yeah, those other singles things that you actually have to meet in people so it gets rid of those the people that are just on the apps for the ego boost that the apps give yeah. them. Yeah. And look, this is the advice I give to other people. <laughs> and I don't want to take my own advice, I, okay, so here's How the, dare you no, no, call no. me out? <laughs> okay, so I did salsa dancing for a little while because mm. I thought it would be a really good way to meet people. And it was, and I met a lot of females that I really liked. Um, but also, I like I don't like doing active... Like, I sweat a lot. I'm sorry. I Like, mm. uh, my face... The rest of my body is fine, but whenever I do physical activity, my face sweats a lot mm. and it is not attractive. There is no way... There's no way that you're doing a twirl and your sweat like thwacks somebody in the face that they're going to be like, hey, baby, that's what I want. No. Get you a man who likes your sweaty face. <laughs> anyway, you don't, you don't know that he doesn't like getting like face sweat. He could be like, oh, that's that guy I, I like. Say, oh, I will say the reason I suggest this is because in the past when men have come to me and they said, Zane, I don't know how to meet women. I say, how dare you talk to me? <laughs> do a dance class. Yeah. There'll be women there and you will be dancing with them in a platonic way. Zane. And every one of them has met someone and married them. Zane. <laughs> yes. You know how when you have directed shows and there's been a dance call? Yes. You know how anti-dance call I am? Yeah, but the dance... I'm so unco. No, no one at a dance class is a great dancer. It's endearing. Unless to be vulnerable. they're the teacher. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd be at a dancing show. Yeah. 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 Look, maybe. But but also like there's there's other things like group art classes like pottery or or painting or uh, what have you. Wine sipping paint gentry. It's true. I mean, that's usually like groups of people going together. Rather and then than when singles. you and then when you go into groups, you enter you, you tend to isolate in your groups and not talk to anyone outside of your. Like I tried to do cooking classes for a little while and. Everyone that was there was a couple and I was the only Aww. fucking single person there, which at the time I was totally fine with because yeah. I was like, look yeah. at me getting out there and, you know, and to be fair, I'm still happy being single. I just had the thought midweek that it would be really nice to go home to somebody. Maybe yeah. you should just meet a nice couple but the people start a thruple. I thought about that. <laughs> I thought about that. I do have a couple friends that were joking about having a threesome <laughs> with me. I say joking. There's quote marks because I'm not sure how joking that really oh, yeah, was. Oh, it's joking until it happens. They're like, <laughs> shush, don't do that. Or Liz won't want to have a threesome with us. <laughs> <laughs> what, are, what are your thoughts on a setup? I'm all for it. Okay. Right? So there was a time about a year ago where I did an experiment because I used to be a relationship columnist where I said, okay, my friends know me better than anyone ever. Mm -hmm. I, for the next couple of months, if you have anybody that you would like to set me up with, please do. Didn't work well. 
Good article. Oh, okay. So. Best friend suggested someone that was possibly one of the worst people. And I was very upset with that. Um, but then she called me horrible and shallow because I didn't like him for shallow reasons. And I'm like, no, we just didn't have anything in common. We couldn't chat. And he doesn't – He's also, his name is Ben and I can't date another Ben again because that's just <laughs> – can't, can't, can't do it. Nightmare. Nightmare. Um, look, I had – one guy I didn't even um, – one guy who I was set up with was rude to me over text before the date. Okay. Um, and and try like I said, you know, let's do this at this time. And he's like, nope, I don't want to do that. I prefer this, so I'll meet you here at this time. But he didn't even ask. Okay. Ew. Um, yeah. But I'm still a believer in the setup. I'm okay. still a believer that if um, that if somebody thinks that they have somebody that's right for me, then that's then then I would be open to that. And even like I've had someone contact me through um, one of the podcasts that I do. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the one you're thinking of. Oh, this is good. another one because that one was a bit weird. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> There's a story. What's that? Uh, I, I don't think we should share it on a podcast. <laughs> well, I shared it on my other podcast. So I'll just go listen to Ghost of Boyfriends Past and I'll listen to that other one. But yeah, so which one are you thinking of? I forget his name, but he had a good name. Red. Yes. Yeah, that's who I was thinking Did of. you share it on I Google? did oh, because okay. I said I'd date. I would have. He, he basically asked if I was single after I chastised him for only giving us four stars instead of five. <laughs> um, and I said, well, I would be, but not for someone who only gives me four stars. So goodbye. Um but I had somebody else who, who said who asked me out because they'd be listening to the podcast and I was like, I'm not really in a place to – this is when I was happy being single. Well, yeah. I still am happy being single. This is bullshit. But I just said – Before I don't, you're willing to I'm ha- think I was, about it. Yeah, and I, and I was like, I, I'm not really looking for a relationship but I'm happy to meet up with you for coffee. And I am. I'm honestly – if anyone wants to ask me out for coffee, anybody? <laughs> Anybody? <laughs> um, I'm happy to, and and even if it doesn't work out, I I like it, adding to my friendship group. Mm. I really do. But mm. I'm I just feel like maybe I'm fussy or like you know I've, I don't know. You know what you deserve, and you know what you're willing to not accept. And people haven't risen to those standards, and you start. It's like when you go see movies, and you're like man, maybe I just don't like the movies. And then you see, like, Get Out at the movies, and you're like, I forgot movies could be good. I think your your bar has been slowly uh, lowering because yes. you're like, guys, everyone's been so shit. Yeah. And don't let it happen. You know what you deserve. You know what you're worth. Don't let fucking trash men make you settle for less. Yay. That's just really find nice. a man that's married, convince him to leave his wife, and, and marry you. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Maybe You she- know he's already okay with commitment. Yeah. Or at least faking it. Well, what if he's decided that marriage is not for him because his marriage didn't work out? Well, then he can just be your long-term boyfriend. Okay. And de facto husband. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we solved that problem. And then once we have an argument, I'll take him for all he's worth. I mean, half his worth. Yeah. Okay. As cool. long as he's de facto, Date me, it's people. Fine. I'm not after your money. <laughs> that but being I, said, have you considered sugar daddies? Um, seriously, yes. <laughs> Who hasn't? Um, but also I look at the types of girls that end up getting sugar daddies and I'm not that. Look, the stories that you hear now I'm not speaking from personal experience here. That's a that's a that's a thing. But the stories that you hear are that most of them are after a certain emotional connection that younger women can't provide. Okay. <laughs> You're calling me not a younger woman. <laughs> I'm saying yeah. that you are not twenty two. It's true, I'm not. And that's a good thing. I hope I actually so. don't know how old exactly you are, but I assume you're older than 22. Oh, yes, I am. But <laughs> thank you for, you know, not being like it's obvious that you're over 22. I mean, what, you're 44, 45? 56, actually. Oh, well, yeah. you look great. I know. I know. No, guys, no. 
Um, Seriously, yeah. date Liz. She's not 45. <laughs> hey, 45-year-olds deserve love too. If yeah, I was 45, that would be fine. you're not 45, so <laughs> no, I'm, I'm telling not, not the 45-year-olds to, ma- to, to uh, date you yeah, and it's potentially true. marry it's true. Uh, well, the other problem that I have is that like, I've had people who, who have liked me and I just can't – I don't know whether it's that I just can't date anybody ever or like I just – people who ask me out who seem perfectly nice and I'm like – just not for me. Why not? What what stops you from doing that? Uh, I don't know. Just whether it's they're at a different life stage to me or or I'm just – I just – like I went on a couple of dates with a perfectly, perfectly lovely guy called Josh. And if he's listening, hi, Josh. He would doubt. I doubt it. But we went on three or four dates because we're both like there's something there but there's also not something there. And I it, it, he was perfectly nice and perfectly lovely but – like I'm a very loud, overbearing kind of person and he was very quiet and reserved and I just felt like I would eat him alive <laughs> and not in the good way. And he, he every couple of months he'd just be like, hey, you want to hang out again? And I was like, yeah, look, maybe I was in a bad headspace last time we hung out because on paper this guy is great and he's gorgeous. And a lot of my friends were like, yeah, he's really cute. But then we would go out in a group situation and he would just withdraw. And then when I kissed him, there was no... There was just nothing there. There was just nothing there. Sometimes it just doesn't work. But I felt bad about it because he should have been a good match for me, but I just didn't feel it. So I was like, am I broken or is this just what dating is now? I've jumped from boyfriend to boyfriend from 19 to 32. So I don't really know how to date is what I'm saying. I'm saying I was in demand for my entire (laughs) 20s. It sounds like this two years off has been good for you because if you've been grapevining this whole time it sounds like this has been some good time to focus on you and now you're like i want something yeah and you're able to open the door because you're a i know what i want now yeah i think and because you're happy being single well very you can find something that makes you happy not being single rather than just yeah. something that makes you not single i want to f- oh that was the other thing that like another guy that i dated who was perfectly lovely but he didn't have any friends or family oh. in queensland oh, okay. and i <laughs> Um, so he didn't have any friends because he was a fucking loser. No, well, it's that it's that like I was doing shows at the time, and he was I would see him probably once a fortnight, and he was like, "Well, I don't feel like you have time for me in your life," and I'm like, "I can't be someone's everything either. I yeah, need someone yeah. who can be independent with me, independent with me." Yeah, yeah. Two individuals that. Are uh, there for each other, running free together, rather than two yeah. people who are intrinsically linked? Yeah, and I can't do be that. I can't be someone's everything. Yeah, I don't like the half thing. No. I don't. There's no better half thing. You're two holes, and you just yeah. no. That sounds bad. Yeah, phrasing. W H. Like fine. Um, <laughs> fine and holes. You are two complete people who like to be linked up. I think so often we fall into the thing of like, I want. I think we in our younger days can be like, I want someone to be with me and complete me. And I think that's a bad thing. And it sounds like you've gone to the point where you're like, I'm okay being alone. I don't need somebody. And I think now you're in a great position where it's like, where, yeah, you are turning away people if you don't click. And I think that's a really good position to be in. Well, see, I I think when you're younger, relationships are like a a goal. So you get in a relationship regardless of who it's with and make that relationship work rather than finding someone that works and start a relationship with them. Most definitely, which is why I jumped from man to man instead of jumping into (laughs) self-time. Yeah. Mm. Anyway. There's a lot to be said for exposure to somebody. 
just being around somebody, you know, you, you're doing a show with them or something this and you're there around them for three or four months and you're not dating necessarily, but you just get to know them. Yes, and this is what I said to this to this other Josh guy. I was like, look, if we could be friends for a while, then maybe it would grow. Mm. But mm. also when you start off in a dating context, it, it, it's I find it really hard. Like I've, everyone I've ever dated, I've been friends with first. Mm. Um, but also I've gotten to a point where – I'm not attracted to any of my friends anymore. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Sorry. I just, I like them too much as friends to make it anything else. Now I'm an adult, I appreciate those friendships and don't want to fuck it up by dating them. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, so what I'm saying is I'm a hot mess and date me. <laughs> and, and lights off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess just, uh, just uh, get more friends that you are exclusively attracted to. And if anybody wants to set me out with anyone, I'm open to that. All right. Well, let, let's toast to setups, to, to blind dates. Blind dates. Uh, okay, well, we've been Glass of Wine. I've been Zane C. Weber here with... Andy Schossler. And our special guest host... Liz Best. Can I quickly pub, plug my podcast before I we get on to Alex? I that you do. Okay, so I also do host a dating podcast called Ghosts of Boyfriends Fast. It's actually an ex-relationships podcast. We get guests on to chat about... They're happy, sad, tragic, bonkers, crazy, ridiculous stories of ghosts of boyfriends or girlfriends past to laugh and heal and love through trauma. Yeah. And it's great. It and is I love very it. fun. We also have listener stories. So if you want to write into ghosts of boyfriends past at gmail.com, if you can't appear on the podcast, if you've just got a really funny relationship or ex-relationship story you want to tell, we'll read it out. And there's also a form on the website. That's thatscanon.com forward slash ghosts of boyfriends past. Correct. Alex was also here talking about things. Yeah, I was also on that podcast. If yes. you want to check it out, I got, I got an episode. Alex and the Christmas Surprise, it's called. Yeah, that's me. Uh, and I also have my own podcast, uh, My Songs Suck, and that's started up again by the time this comes out. Yeah. So Today, probably. Today. So once you're done with this, go check out My Songs Suck. It's got me and James Kehoe. Uh, it's a good one. Talk about music. And also I'm a musician called Your Man Alex Smith. You can find me on Spotify. You can find him on Spotify. And until next week. We've been Glass of Wine. Goodbye. Goodbye. Do you like horror? Do you like the supernatural? The spooky? Do you like bone-chillingly, terrifyingly, horrifying true stories of real life? But you're actually just a big baby like me? Well, my name's James and welcome to the Scared Shitless Podcast. Every week I retell a terrifying true horror story to friends and colleagues, as well as hear their true life horror stories and experiences. Join me as I go on a journey of ooky spookiness and scare myself shitless in the making. Forward. It's the one move we're all ready to take. And at the Audi Moving Forward sales event, we're ready to help you on that journey. All Audi dealerships are now open. With tailored solutions to suit your individual needs, like the Audi A6 Saloon, with PCP finance from only €499 per month. Now is the time to make an appointment. Now is the time to start moving forward. Audi. Vorsprung durch Technik. 
Terms and conditions apply. Busy day ahead. Why not save time and shop online at supervalue.ie? Order before 12 noon and have your shopping delivered today. Let our expert pickers do the shopping for you and our helpful drivers deliver it when you get home. Download the Supervalue app now or shop online at supervalue.ie.